0: Hello and welcome to our latest Podmaster episode, where Master Entrepreneur Rick Lowe and I spend some time each week chatting about things that are front of our minds. If you're a freeman, enjoyed this podcast, then do go check out our others. And if having listened to them, you have something you'd like to share, then do get in touch with me, Mark Huxley. I'd love to hear from you. Rick, good to see you again, my friend. Hope you're You're well. well. In the intervening time since the last time we spoke, we had a a court meeting uh, within the Guild and can now formally announce that we've agreed to join the um, Central London Alliance as a, an advocate, uh, one of their partners, mm. uh, which we've obviously spoken about a few times before. So probably if you don't mind, just for those that might be listening to this as a, as a first podcast from us, do you want to give a couple of quick minutes on what the Alliance is about and why we've chosen to align with it? Yeah, sure, Mark. And um, so Tony Mataru
1: is a prominent business figure in the community but he's also um, a freeman, uh, relatively new freeman to the Guild. He's since gone on to form the Central London Alliance and you and I have been in discussion with him and his team for probably a couple of months now and, and what happened last week they had a proper launch uh, at one of his hotels just overlooking um, the, the, uh, the Tower of London, so very very central London and they set out their strategy, uh, their manifesto if you like, of what they are choosing to do or trying to do to, um, to support business and the rebirth of and, and getting people back to work and the econ- the rebirth of the economy now just to read out what the central underlines are that their ambition is it's a collection of london businesses large and small communities charities associations and authorities who are pooling their resources and in considerable influence to push for a faster and more sustainable recovery of the capital city, and our part in as that that our court meeting last week. Mark, there's a unanimous decision to support Tony to get involved with the Central London Lines, and it's my pleasure really to say that we're signing up to be an advocate, which means we'll get involved with you know with the working committees and working parties within the Central London Lines, which is apolitical by the way. It's all about business, and it's all about finding a way to spread a confident message and look for solutions. We know how difficult things are. We know that the tube, for example, that public transport is running at 32% of what it was this time last year. So there aren't people traveling back into work. We know that's not going to jump back to 100% if ever. That's one statistic. So that just shows how some of the big challenges we've got to local businesses. But of course, London as a as a nerve center in the world, that, along with New York, you know, the financial capital. The, there's just so many vital things that hang off it. You know, wealth creation, tax um, payments into the government. It is, it, it, th- there's so many tentacles that the London reaches out to in our own country to support the the fabric and the ongoing movement of commerce. So it's um, it's a tall order. We've got to do the best we can, and the great thing is we can pull. The resources of our 150 odd freemen, lots of experience, lots of ideas, lots of um, tenacious um, mindsets to want to do some good and to find solutions to get us back on. So it's going to be an exciting time. It
0: will be a bumpy ride, no doubt. But as entrepreneurs, we're very much used to that. Yeah, I, I think if there's ever a validation of why we need to do it, I mean, you know, Tony's very clear, he, he describes what, what's happening in the capital as an existential threat, if we don't get on the right side of it, and it, it could be, you know, a, a almost fatal blow to to, to Britain. And, and, you know, you and I often kind of share articles that we, we spot in newspapers, and uh, both of us being readers of the Sunday Times, there were three articles in there that i'll just read the, the the headlines for which i think puts all of the the perspective in there um luke johnson writing an article under the name of london's burning who will douse the flames uh, you know having a a, a, a a fair crack at the legislature of london and their their lack of decisive action to to, to yeah. really realize what needs to go on in the capital um, David Smith writing an article under the title of a question of confidence as we face a long six months, um, you know, as, as we, we now fall back into a more lockdown position. You know, we, we just can't go back to a total lockdown. We've got to find a balance because if we don't, we're going to have a very, very bleak, cold winter uh, and a, a, a final one, which obviously is, is very Uh, relevant for for Tony and apologies if he is listening to this that it might not be the headline he wants to to hear as somebody in the hospitality sector that says the hospitality sector faces a nightmare before Christmas fresh curbs spell a bleak winter ahead for restaurants pubs and clubs Mm -hmm. I mean all of which you know is awful bleak and sounds somewhat kind of fatal but as for the reasons that you said and you you mentioned some stats so I'll I'll just quickly pull out the ones these were in the Luke Johnson article that uh, yeah, London's 87,000 highest paid earners mostly work in the city and pay more than 20 billion pounds a year in income tax. London generates as much tax as the next 37 largest, uh, sorry, largest cities combined. Yeah, if the square mile withers, the damage to the country's finances mm-hmm. will be devastating. Sure. Long term killing the city would do the opposite of protecting the NHS. It would starve it of funding. Mm. London is the economic engine that drives our way of life. And the city's success lies at the heart of it. So in a very bleak, you know, potentially pessimistic sort of way, that's what we're up against, as you said, about the threat that sits yeah. out there. But in a positive way, it's just a proof point. we've got to do something.
1: Yeah, and I think if you look at the wider implications of, of where this could lead, if, if we don't take action, if we do allow London to slip, the common denominator here really is world peace. Mark, and that sounds like a big statement, but we need, people need um, hope, they need um, to have a chance to get ahead, they need the ability to go out and earn and develop and provide for their families and have ambitions. And it's a very slippery road once things get starved, where those opportunities get starved, she would say, where very quickly the fabric of societies can start to create you know, have ch- chinks in their armour. And I, I think it's that would be the the, the bigger worry if, if, of how it. And and but also shows the importance of where to, where this could go and and why we need to get involved. And I think we've had the. the blitz we've had the 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 fire of london we've had had the the bubonic plague london has been used to some pretty awful situations when it's had to resurrect itself and redefine itself so historically the city's done it i think this is a call to action now that it's it's a it's a hugely important time and we have to get behind tony and and the cla
0: it's funny on the kind of you know the, the the margins upon the thin margins upon which many of these things um, switch is is down to one thing: it is the perception of confidence. You know, we, we might end up having a quick couple of seconds talking about Brexit uh, in this in this session, but yeah. you know, much of what Tony and the guys, you know, the, the Alliance are trying to do is just change that perception from one of negativity can't do to let's just look at how we can do. Let's make the best of, of what we got, and you know, yeah. echoing your sentiment and the Blitz spirit. And that, that's a mindset thing. You know, if we can try and build the confidence and, you know, as you quite rightly say, us as entrepreneurs playing our role with whatever entrepreneurialism is going to do to save the city, and it feels it will be significant with a much reduced employed workforce over the coming stretch, not, not least of which thinking about apprenticeships and you know, some of the stuff that's going on at the moment about kids coming out of school, 16, 18, not going to tertiary education. But if we can just help move that needle of perception then you start finding answers. It's when, yeah. you, don't, when you don't see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it, it's um,
1: it, in, on the one hand, it's scary, Mark, but it's also the challenge and the, the, the mindset of an entrepreneur is just that. I mean, every day we deal with things that shift in sands, don't we, with our businesses. And um, this is a, a way that I, I believe it's a real turning point for the Guild to be able to have this challenge thrown at them and to get involved um, for, for all the right reasons and as you said to, you know, to reiterate it's about bringing confidence confidence allows us all no matter, no matter what we're doing to, to generate belief and that generally creates positive action and results which can be measured and can be fine-tuned and tweaked to, to push in the right direction but and I think there's so many disparate areas and 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 people and and organisations and businesses in london it's a great idea to to pull those ideas and 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 mindsets to find the best way forward you know that that article that you allude to in sunday times by luke johnson it was quite scathing of the mayor and the lord mayor actually and and the illumination on their roles to actually um push forward and do some good so so let's hope that we can play our part i'm sure we can add value and change that sentiment
0: no i agree so I, I i guess just kind of round off we internally we'll be talking to our our freeman about the alliance and how they can get involved externally again i'll i'll put the link to the the alliance on there and we'll just encourage anybody with a vested interest in getting london going and it, and it doesn't need to be about entrepreneurship you know just to go to the site, sign up, read what's going on, and just get involved because you know it is the, the massive community of interest. So if we it may, maybe move from, from one uh, bleak topic to a, a clearly a much happier topic, Brexit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's Brexit gone? We no, no one's talked about it for five months. Oh, the worrying thing is, Rick, they're starting again. Exactly. <laughs> so, where, where where do you feel we're going to be at the end of the year? I mean, you, you know, export is quite a, or import and export is quite a valuable part of your business. What does it Brexit is. look look like for you?
1: Look, I'm a glass half full person, Mark. I have to function with some measure of optimism. Um, that doesn't mean to say I'm unrealistic. But I sincerely hope and believe that they'll get a deal done of some nature to 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 keep free trade. Um, I think it'll be a bumpy ride to the end of the year but it's in everybody's interest the thought of starting in January and we all know how ill-prepared is it 50% of businesses I was reading from the CBI haven't even really put any form of preparation into cross-border trade and that's probably because we don't really know what to do you know what is going to happen is there going to be a duty applied to shipping goods into France from the UK or, or vice versa so it's, it's worrying. It has definitely been overshadowed by COVID. Um, and we've got to prepare ourselves for, for the next couple of months, three months, where we don't, again, it's, it's an unknown. It, it, it comes back to the thing we were talking about earlier with, with COVID and, and getting the UK back back upright again, Mark. It's a confidence aspect. Um, but so much depends on it. I think it will get front of house now in media um as you said it's it's back on the agenda now for everybody i'm confident they'll do something i really hope they will
0: yeah i'm not sure i've got anything to add to to that narrative rick it's not not my field of expertise um but it it just feels like you know we we need unity not division at at the moment and and let's just hope we, we get there but it is for us within, you know, the Guild to play our part, isn't it? You know, again, different topic, but the the same themes. You know, we, it feels like the creative spirit, commercial creative spirit sure. is and, going and, to come to the fore. And, and...
1: Last week when you and I um, interviewed Sir Rod Aldrich, who's a prominent freeman, um, some of his thoughts were were very relevant and obviously resonated with me, I'm sure, yourself last week, where from his point of view is having um, entrepreneurship where you teach enterprise and entrepreneurship to, to school kids and give them that hope and belief that they can go out and, you know, be a force for good in the world. It's vital that as part of this whole conversation we've had today really about you know, London and commerce and the country and getting getting the UK back up right. And then we talked about Brexit and the challenges or let's say opportunities potentially that hopefully will bring. We cannot um, forget or we, we can't lose the the fact of the importance on the youth. And what we don't want is a whole demographic of disenfranchised people that emerge out of this year with limited limited prospects and limited belief and limited confidence. I think that'd be tragic because I think what we're trying to put in place is not just for next year and beyond. I think we've really got to realign the UK and, and London, as we've been talking tonight, to, to be fit for purpose for decades. So a lot of what we're going to be doing in the next three to six months, a year, is um uncharted territories it's going to be exciting but it's going to be a bumpy ride but we, we've got to work together
0: and, I, and i'll just put one comment in on the sir rod interview That it's so so much of the dna of, of many entrepreneurs and not, not, not least of which within the guild is is the kind of non-traditional academic route self-starters got an idea, got a passion, got the belief to drive that forward and, and just being very, very pragmatic problem solvers. And, yeah. and I think if that's the one vestige that we can put into to the, you know, the next generation of entrepreneurs of all ages, it's not not just young. I mean, there's going to be a, a, a lot of second-half workers um, or careerists that are, are, for all tragic reasons going to lose their jobs that yeah. use that opportunity to do what they want to do, having that drive and passion. To me that is what's going to drive the the near future economy uh you know as much as the big businesses and you know so we if we can get in and do that pragmatic stuff that'll that'll be great um uh it, hopefully the the rod aldridge podcast will be up in a very very near future so everyone can hear from themselves but it, it was a very very interesting i think almost hour that we spent yeah, yeah. so um okay rick um i'm conscious that we're doing this and you were pressed for time. So um, I don't know if you've got any closing comments that you, you want to make. Otherwise, you know, we can bring this week's episode to a, a slightly earlier close than normal.
1: Well, I just think it's about how do we instill confidence and how do we feel with putting one foot in front of the other um, and using all of the resource we possibly can with the Guild. Um, it, it's a call to action, really. Um, and we've got to get behind
0: it and be a force for good. I'm sure we will. Perfect sentiment, Rick. As always, thank you. Um, look forward to our next occasion Mark. together and uh, g- g- good luck in your daily business. All right. And yourself. Thank you, Mark.